the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Oh, it's exploding. All right, babies. Not just here in the studio tonight from 6 like it is every night from 6 to 7 p.m. Oh, no. Baby heads exploded all over the country yesterday. Thanks to President Trump's epic speech at CPAC. Oh, Oh, yeah. So much so that we got a bunch of loons seeing a rune. And, yeah, we got to bring that story to you a little bit later. But I tell you what else is exploding. The stories about... Well, a certain Cuomo. And I, I'm ama- I got to tell you, I'm amazed as I look up at the monitors and I see Fredo just doing his best to continue to push the Trump, the South phony South Carolina. There's good people on both sides story because, I mean, you can you can just see the wheels turning to try to stay focused because he knows that his family has been blown up with this Cuomo. Chris is Fredo, and I've been sitting here thinking, which one from The Godfather is Andrew? He's got to be Sonny, okay? And and you and you you Godfather people, I I know every line of that movie. Let me tell you, he is Sonny. All right, Sonny. What ended up happening to Sonny? Sonny ended up looking like some Swiss cheese at the toll booth, okay? And Andrew, he thinks he's gone to the mattresses, although he, he, he actually is about to get lit up because he's trying to go to the mattresses one too many times. Can y'all tell how much I'm enjoying this story? I am just eating now I it I want to watch The Godfather. <laughs> 80 million times. Oh, yeah. So good. I'm just in such a great mood after yesterday, and I'm glad to have you guys here with me. Hey, we didn't book any guests for tonight's show because I want to hear from you if you feel so inclined to call in, although my man here, he and I, I had to run him out of the studio earlier because he was wanting to talk, talk about all the stories of the day. I'm like, you got to keep it crunchy, man. We got to keep it fresh. But we're also going to keep a time available for you guys if you want to call in 888-344-1170. You might by now have probably heard if you didn't watch the speech live, heard most of the biggest clips. So we're not going to sit here and do like most shows today and taking it easy and just running clip after clip. We're going to play two clips that we think were the, were the highlights and the most important important that we need to discuss and then we're going to get into the other hot topics of the day 888-344-1170 and speaking of the man who tried to tried to wear my ear out earlier and i had to run him out of the studio it's the one and only dj potato skins and we are going to keep on winning 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 it will include and across the board dj DJ Live on a Monday, crunchy and ready for action, and now I can actually talk about what's on my mind. Lots to talk about. Well, we narrowed it down to, like I said, to two clips, and it was tough because let me tell y'all. The whole thing was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. I got a couple of takeaways 
from CPAC, and I didn't watch a huge amount of it. Um, and of course, I watched I watched the key speeches, but I didn't really get to see the breakouts. I didn't, didn't get to, I didn't get to see any of the discussions that take place. This, this was the conservative political action conference, right? It's supposed to be about. Uh, conservatives coming together and planning action to deal with with policies. Um, I, so that typically takes place with other breakout sessions and where, you know, p- panelists and they get into the different topics into the weeds. I didn't get to hear that. I heard some of the main speeches. As we, you combine the speeches that we heard, you combine President Trump's speeches of not President Trump, uh, you know, people like um, DeSantis and... Um, some of the Ted Cruz and others and Tom Cotton was one that was fiery. Uh, the people that were not on the invite list and then President Trump's speech. And here's a couple of takeaways from you. This is President Trump's party. MAGA is here to stay. And he went into detail talking about what Trumpism is and what it really is, is conservatism. It's, and called out all the ones that aren't. And call, and, and named them. And of course, people are trying to characterize that as an enemies list. It's not an enemies list. He's calling out. He's, he's calling out the rhino. People that are not even just rhino is too nice of a word at this point. Skins, it really is. Because we're talking about if you are against MAGA, which is about America first, it's about as he went through the laundry list, which is about strong borders. It's about easing, taking the jackboot of tyranny off of businesses. Uh, he went, you know, it's it's about a smart immigration system and sealing the borders. If 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 you are against that. You are flat out an enemy of the United States of America, and they needed to be called out. One of the most important things before I get into what was, according to the straw poll taken, the number one issue, policy issue that President Trump spoke on, and uh, and we, we're going to have to spend most time on that. I wanted to kick it off by playing, and Skins and I agreed, uh, that before we get into the policy stuff, we've got to address this uh, comment by President Trump. And I want you to know that I'm going to continue to fight right by your side. We will do what we've done right from the beginning, which is to win. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. That was fake news. Fake news, no. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Let's start a new party and let's divide our vote so that you can never win. No, we're not interested in that. No, we have tremendous. uh, Mr. McLaughlin just gave me numbers that nobody's ever heard of before. More popular than anybody. That's all of us. It's all of us. Those are great numbers, and I want to thank you very much. Those are incredible numbers. I came here, and he was giving me 95%, 97%, 92%. <laughs> the, the key part of that so far is, is the obvious one. We're not going to start a new party. It's going to split the vote. I uh, disagree with that. I think we, he had 75 million voters uh, that are— That would have flipped like that. That would have flipped and followed him to a new party. Um, however, uh, the Trump has made his decision. And you know, and if there's anybody that can really unite the party, I mean, regardless of what's, what's, what's happened, it's Trump. Well, and, and, the, the, and what he's, what he said was, 
unlike flowerly language of Ronald Reagan in the past, who said we need bright colors, we need to revitalize the Republican Party. He basically said he took he put he put a plan of action behind that. That's why he called out those rhinos. He went into as after he did the list of Adam Kinziger and Liz Cheney and others. He said, you know, basically, I'm going to be we're going to be routing you out of the Republican Party. We are going to be remaking the Republican Party. And that is and when I tell you that's my number one takeaway, that this is still this is President Trump's party. This MAGA movement, this conservative movement is here to stay. And any Republican that doesn't want to get on board with it will be will, will, will be forced out of the way. That is the takeaway. And let me tell you, I, I hear you that Matt Schlapp is weak. I don't like I don't like uh, the um, ACU themselves, American Conservative Union, because their idea of conservatism is John McCain uh, and Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham has said today that he would he was going to vote for Merrick Garland. I think you know John Cornyn and the rest you know um, you cannot cross the aisle and shake hands with people that are trying to destroy you that is suicide this is not 1994 and when I hear Republicans talking about how we need it we these we need another contract for America stop talking in 1994 the Democrat Party is not the same party of Tip O'Neill from the 80s. It's not the same party of Bill Clinton who said welfare needs to be transactional. These are communists. These are flat-out communists. That's who you're partnering with. So they need to get out of the way. Um, the other clip that I want... But if it... And, you know, um, I know that many of you out there agreed with me that felt like um, now was the time to launch a third party. Just real quick, Andrew, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I liked what Trump said, but I am not going to lie. I am disappointed that he didn't decide to go in that direction. I think that I think that it could work if he goes farther than he did. I think we can change the Republican Party from within. He's got to stop sucking up to the RNC. Oh, that's done. He's Well, he congratulated Ronna McDaniel, who collected $200 million to fight election integrity, spent $4 million of it, $4 million of it to a law firm that, that quit and didn't refund the money. And then she and the rest went and skipped off and were on vacation during the day of the Georgia recall. Yeah, that's what I mean. That stuff has to be done. That's, that, we got to be done with that. We got to be absolutely done with that. He needs what he what Trump needs to be doing now because he can leave CPAC knowing without any question whatsoever that it is his party and that he is the leader of it. And it didn't matter what Liz Cheney or any of them say. He is the leader of the party. And that means he should be saying to Ronald McDaniel, I'm, I, you know, I don't care what it says on your business card, lady, but I'm the one calling the shots. And people know it. And, pe- and people know it. We're going to take a break. We get back. We're going to uh, we're going to get into the most important issues, according to those at CPAC. And you're going to find the first one not surprising at all. And that's the other part of the speech that we're going to talk about, because it, it affects there's a, a Supreme Court decision that came down today. The Supreme Court's going to be hearing a case tomorrow. So we've got breaking news around this most what was considered the most important issue and President Trump's comments on it yesterday. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Oh, looks like uh, some local sad news, San Diego. Rod Luck. 
has passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you're listening to us from uh, around the country, um, you wouldn't know who Rod Luck is, but he was just a great local guy. Great local guy. Did a lot of like lifestyle going around into the community reports on morning news. Did he have health issues? um, I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, rest in peace, Rod Luck, right? Um, I was just, you know, I always. Prayers for his family. Yes. Prayers for for his family. I always check out. Instagram during breaks, usually as I obsess over food because I start to get hungry right about now. But no, I saw this meme that my friend Doug Sullivan, LSU grad, by the way, lives in Texas now. He posts the best memes on Instagram. You should be following on my Instagram. This one says, and it's Rod Serling from the Twilight Zone. Imagine, if you will, a world where they reassign the gender of a plastic toy potato. (laughs) From the Mr. Potato Head story. Okay, so getting back to CPAC. Now, the most important issues, and this comes uh, from uh, Ryan Gerdusky uh, tweeted this. Uh, the most important issues, guess which was number one? 62% of CPAC said the most important issue was, guess what that is? Potato skins. I don't know because I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm just going to have you tell me. Election integrity. That's what I was going to guess. Right, it's, because. I mean, because it, it's, it's what everything else falls back on. Everything, absolutely. Else that we're trying to do means nothing if we can't have a fair election. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I don't want to hear about straw poll, who's going to get the nomination in 2024, 2022. None of that matters if we don't have good elections, right? So the Supreme Court today rejected and refused to hear uh, Sidney Powell, her, her lawsuits. We know they're going to hear one tomorrow that has to do with the Civil Rights Act, which is doesn't have anything to do specifically with what happened in 2020. It kind of does, and, and I, I, I that was breaking news tonight. I will have a, a legal analysis on tomorrow to talk about that. Um, I want to play, a, I wanna play a, a clip uh, from President Trump talking about election integrity. The level of dishonesty is not to be believed. We have a very sick and corrupt electoral process that must be fixed immediately. This election was rigged, and the Supreme Court and other courts didn't want to do anything about it. If you just take that one element where they didn't go through legislatures, it's illegal. You can't do it. It's in the Constitution. They didn't have the courage, the Supreme Court. They didn't have the courage to act but instead used process and lack of standing. I was told the President of the United States has no standing. It's my election, it's your election, we have no standing. We had almost 20, if you think of it, we had almost 20 states go into the Supreme Court so that we didn't have a standing problem. They rejected it, they rejected it. They should be ashamed of themselves. Mm For what they've done to our country, they didn't have the guts or the courage to make the right decision. They didn't want to talk about it. That's right. The case led by the great state of Texas. Eighteen states went in. You don't have standing. Oh, let's not talk about it. They didn't have the guts to do what should be done. And that's on top of all of the other forms of cheating. But this is the most basic of all. They would have local courts and local politicians change the rules, in some cases a day or two before the election. This should never be allowed to happen to another presidential candidate or presidential race. Should never be allowed to happen. Today I want to outline the steps that we must take to have an election system in this country that is honest, fair, and accurate. 
We need one election day, not 45, 30. Absolutely. One day. Well, not only that, but I mean, the most important thing that he said was the Supreme Court didn't have the guts. They didn't have the courage. They, they wouldn't even they, hear it. They should be ashamed of themselves, he said, because what he, even if you don't want to believe, even if you don't, don't, you know, want to, you know, believe anything that Mike Lindell still says he's got the goods on Dominion, even if you don't believe anything about, you don't care about dead people voting, or you don't care about uh, the fact that people voted across state lines, or even if you don't care that the governor of Georgia did a, did a deal with Stacey Abrams that was illegal, that and it involved not matching signatures. You had one job, Supreme Court of the United States, one job. And that has to do with the fact that what was blatantly unconstitutional, which was people outside of state legislators changing the election laws. There is no gray area here. There is no wiggle room here. SCOTUS equals scum to me at this point. A couple of other points that he had that were right on. He said it should be election day, not election week not election months. He talked about there should be voter ID. There should be signature matching. Um, he said that you should, that it should be, you should have to go, it should be election day. And the only um, reason for why you would get a pass on having to go on election day would be if you were military out of the country for, you know, some reason beyond just vacation, I think is what he was saying as well as, um, uh, you know, maybe you you were you know hospitalized, but there needed to be you know really a, an important reason for why you couldn't get there that day. The uh, the biggest that the the quote that really got them uh, the heads exploding um, was when he said, <laughs> "Joe Biden will lose the White House four years from now," and he said, "Actually, you know, they just lost the White House." He said, "I may." I may, and he was teasing I love it out. This. He said, "I may decide to beat him a third time." But that aside, and and that was that was the quote that just made them, you know, made made their heads their heads split aside. But um, really, none none of that matters, you know, um, in terms of who's on the ticket in twenty twenty four. Any of that, if and oh, one of the things that he mentioned was the Time Magazine article. He mentioned that. Um, you know uh, how they, you know, they bragged about all the different, me- you know, means and, and the mechanisms that they had in place. Uh, and this is something else. Getting back to the Republicans that he called out, they blamed him for the fact that people, uh, you know, uh, you know, broke into the Capitol or you know, however, however you want to call it, the, the the Capitol breach. Not one of them has spoken out about the theft of the election, and it was absolutely stolen. It was. Now, of course, they'd be, they'd be squealing like a pig caught under a gate if this had happened at their congressional districts. Many of these people are not going to run for re-election because I think they see the writing on the wall. I think that's Liz Cheney, uh, number one. Um, getting into 888-344-1170. Uh, if you want to weigh in what your thoughts are on, the, on CPAC or the um, Trump's comments on third party. What do you think about that or, uh, Hyatt Hotel story? Well, that's what I was going to talk about next because, you know, the, the, the loons were out in force. Oh, they're there. They saw a Nazi rune. 
Who knows what a show of hands? Who even knows what a Nazi rune is? I got to tell you, I, I can't tell you how many books I've I've read on World War II, how many movies I've seen about World War II, articles. I've, I ain't heard nothing about no Nazi rune. Okay, it's the first I've heard of it. So evidently, this started with the 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 great um, political historian and political scientist of our time, Alyssa Milano. She tweeted out on Sunday about the Nazi rune. They're not even trying to hide it. She said. What is a Nazi rune? Well, first of all, I, I one of my favorite TV shows is Gilmore Girls, and there was a there was an, a character on there named Rune, <laughs> and and this story is is as insane and as ridiculous and as bizarre as uh, the character Rune on Gilmore Girls, but it's uh, a rune with some kind of symbol on the collar of the SS troops, and you have to really really um, be squinting have some type of um what were those things that we used to um viewfinder the viewfinder back when you we would and it would make the images 3d flip the angle it's not even accurate i mean yeah yeah there's just you've got to really be so upset at the success of this event that that you are looking for anything that you could possibly uh, think resembles a mustache, a Heil Hitler salute, any hand in the air is looking oh, like sure. a... sure. There's a, so much positive that came out of it. Oh, absolutely. So uh, d- to think that they actually are trying to say that the stage was designed to resem- resemble something that nobody even knows what the heck it is. If they were going to do some, do, some kind of symbolic uh, nod to Nazism, don't you think that would make it obvious? Not something that nobody's ever heard of before. This is insane. So then, of course, the Hyatt Hotels came out and said, now, Hyatt initially got some praise from me because uh, when they were under attack from boycott over the weekend, they were like, look, because they hosted CPAC, they were like, look, you know, we, we believe in divergent points of view. If people want to come here and hold to host a conference. Uh, you know, we're going to allow them to come and use a ballroom, right? I mean, how stupid would Hyatt be if they weren't going to take the money from these people? But now Hyatt has come back and said that they called symbols of hate abhorrent on Sunday after the design um, of, uh, drew comparisons to a Norse rune used by the Nazis. Okay, this makes it, makes it even more stupid because this rune thing, the Nazis didn't even create the symbol, okay? This was actually some kind of Nordic symbol that the Nazis just, just not the Nazis Nazis basically culturally appropriated the rune. <laughs> it's not even a it's not even a Nazi rune, it's a Nordic rune. Okay? So, and then Matt Schlapp was doing good uh, initially when he said that the comparisons were outrageous and slanderous. But then, of course, he fell into the trap because then he felt like he needed to defend the stage and defend the organization with something along the lines of my best friends are black. Right. He comes on and says that, you know, the organization had a longstanding commitment to the Jewish community and that the conference featured several Jewish speakers. That's where Matt Schlapp went wrong with this. You don't you don't defend against the indefensible. When somebody levels, this is what I was saying last week. When somebody levels something that's absolutely outrageous and heinous at you, you don't, you don't get into a debate on it. You punch back and say, how dare you say this against me? Say it again, and I'm going to sue you for defamation. You don't go, you don't start defending yourself because all that does is give validation. Sure, especially when they've done nothing wrong. Done absolutely nothing wrong. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to switch into some other gears. We got to talk about we got to talk about Sunny Sunny Cuomo man going trying to go to the mattresses. That story is getting really yummy. We're going to talk about that more. So come on back.
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Sonny Cuomo. He has lawyered up. Now, he says that that he hired uh, Harvey Weinstein's attorney, same attorney who represented Woody Allen, who has a documentary out about Woody Allen right now. who was accused of sexually assaulting his little girl, Dylan. According to Cuomo, though, he didn't hire this dude because of the sexual harassment allegations. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it has to do with the nursing home investigation, which, to my knowledge, there is no criminal investigation going on into that. You would think it would be. You know, see, see Cuomo has lawyered up, and it, it looks like he may go down. But how is it that he's going to finally be taken down because of sexual harassment, credible sexual harassment allegations I'll get to in a moment, but not because he killed 10,000 seniors? And where are you coronavirus, you know, double mask, um, panic, you know, COVID, you know, pornos, uh, you know, you're, you're not screaming at all about that. Don't care at all about that. We still have, uh, I think it was Friday night, uh, the House passed in the, in the like thieves in the night, the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package where only 9% of it had anything at all to do with COVID. Okay. You, you, you people out there still believe in Fauci? I got, I got some vaccine information to give, give to you guys. Uh, you're all still panicked. You're all angry going after people that were at CPAC, not wearing a mask. Meanwhile, you don't give a crap about Cuomocide and what went up there. But okay. Maybe, it, maybe if the way he gets brought down, kind of like Al Capone, Al Capone, he finally got taken down for tax evasion, wasn't even though he committed murder. Kind of the same thing here might be happening. Um, a third emerged right before I went live. A third accuser has emerged. I have no idea how many women might be coming out. The The allegations all seem very similar where you've got where you've got uh, um, comments, you've got, you know, um, there's a video that resurfaced today where he's telling some reporter, I want you to eat, I want to watch you eat this whole sausage. Uh, yeah, um, but, you know, a third has emerged to where now, you know, the the nastiness, the creeperiness is um, in, in terms of comments, which are bad, because, by the way, there's been a lot of men that I worked with professionally that were taken down because of jokes in the workplace. And you see, that's been his that's been his 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 so-called apology today and yesterday was I'm sorry if anybody misinterpreted my jokes. OK, I like to joke around was well, de Blasio said had tip to him. He said since when is sexual harassment funny okay and since when are when did the hashtag change from believe all women back during Kavanaugh to hear all women right um but there are allegations of physical assault where he where he literally put his hands on and tried to put his mouth on women and 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 why wouldn't you believe all these women is this not the man they kind of sexually harassed the entire nation when, and I'm not even kidding you, when he went before the American people with a COVID uh, press conference showing his nipple rings. I hadn't forgotten about that. I mean, think about that for a moment. 
Think about the thought process going on inside somebody's head to where he would do that. And he joked about it afterwards. He knew that they were visible. Comments were made afterwards. That was somebody saying, I can do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. This was somebody that was shoving his his um, sexual harassment proclivities onto the American people. There's no other way to categorize that. No other way whatsoever. And yet I still hadn't seen CNN do a story on it today. And the, uh, there was a funny video that, that was... Um, uh, uh, going around from Jim Acosta, who, who kind of got accosted at CPAC. Uh, when are you going to talk about Cuomo? When is C- you got a, you got something to say about Cuomo? When y'all going to talk about Cuomo over at CNN? It was somebody from the Federalist, and I and I saw uh, somebody say today, a conservative in media saying today that um, you know, well, you know, in in uh, his defense and Acosta's defense, you know, he's the White House reporter. You know, he really doesn't have anything to do with what governors are doing. Are you kidding me? Like that, like Jim Acosta's never said anything negative about DeSantis and what DeSantis's choices were in Florida and about how he reopened a lot of Florida. Come on now. Um, before I move on, I've got some, I've got Alex Barrison has done some of the most amazing, uh, the, one of the main reasons why I'm still on Twitter is because of the content that I get there from some of America's most brilliant conservatives like Alex Berenson, who's done the work on coronavirus, the response as well as vaccines. I've got some shocking, um, but important information to share with you guys. But, um, before I go to that, I'm, I think I'm going to go to the phones. Joe from Las Vegas is on the line and, and he's got a comment about my Facebook question, which I believe that was a while ago, but I believe it was about President Trump saying there would be no third party. Hey, Joe, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, no, it was a question that you posted today about who do you think's really running the White House? Yes. And I just wanted to expound on it a little bit. And my answer was, is Ron McLean, uh, the chief of staff, I think, is probably calling all the shots there. But I, I wanted to expound a little bit more on it and say, how long do you think it's going to be before they maybe yank him out of office? Well, let me ask because you why really you think. Well, for, screw up. well, first of all, let's tell me why you think it's McLean. Well, he's he's side by side with the guy all the time, every day, probably 23 hours a day. And, and, and I honestly believe that he's the guy that's, you know, saying, OK, you need to do this. You need to do that. You've got to say this. Let's get these cards set up for you. I, I'm telling you, he's his handler. And I, you know, I, I, I think he's you're right. Him. Yeah, you're right. He's the handler. I don't know that he's making the, the policy decisions. For example, we know reports came out that Bill Barr was helping craft all these executive orders that Joe Biden signed. Joe Biden couldn't even read off a card today how many people had died from coronavirus. Joe Biden ain't involved in these conversations. Somebody and I don't believe that that. McLean in that position was also was working with the Department of Justice to craft all these executive orders and all these plans. I mean, now there's now there's discussions that they're going to go forward uh, reportedly with reparations. I mean, I mean, they're just going at the speed of light. And Joe Biden was watching Trump's speech yesterday, trying to figure out where he'd met that dude before. I mean, he has no idea where he's at. And I post that question on Facebook because it really is a mystery. Is it a group of people? Some people are saying it's oh, I, I believe you're right that he's the handler. Um, which is a really key position. I don't know that he's making the decisions as to what they're doing now. Maybe it's a team then. Okay. Maybe it is a team of them doing that. 
Okay. But because uh, some people I are saying it's Obama. Some people are saying it's Obama. I tell you, I post. I did a. I did a poll question on Twitter, and uh, I gave one of the options Kamala Harris, and nobody thought it was Kamala Harris. I don't believe it's her either. Do you? No, no. I don't believe she has any. I think she's too busy doing other things, and and it goes back to what I said before. But I think they're propping this up to get ready to pull him because of everything that's going on around him. You you mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head when you said he's. He, he doesn't even know who that guy was that was talking yesterday. Right. I mean, it's, it's like everybody can see it. Yeah, I, yeah, he was somewhere today. I think he went to Texas today, Joe, and he was like, and, and he called uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, Shirley Jackson Lee, and I swear I thought he called somebody Liza Minnelli, somebody Pinnell or Pinelli. My name's Joe Pinelli, Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know where he is half the time. So we know he's not calling the shots. And 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 the thing is, is by at this point in Trump's presidency, how many leaks that we had from transcripts on on phone calls with foreign governments i mean the the leaks that were coming out of the white house were crazy and we're not getting any information as to who and it's a real serious question that we need answers to joe before i have to let you go because we know that at least 15 democrats want him to no longer have control over the nuclear codes we are and this is you cannot see him speak and think that that he you know has any cognitive function um that is acceptable to be the president of the united states he is a figurehead who was placed there and we, the American people, have no idea who is running the United States government. Joe, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. I'm going to run to the, uh, the take, take another call real quick before we got to take a break. Brian from San Diego, and he wants to talk about uh, voter fraud. Hey, Brian. Voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. That's the key. You know, CNN will never do the news stories that we want because they're, you know, have us by a nose ring. They're leading us around. We have to choose the topics we want to talk about. You know, we can't even talk about voter fraud without being called some kind of nasty name. And what they're doing is they're taking away our First Amendment right Mm -hmm. of free speech. And every time we don't talk about it, then we are giving in to them. And we cannot give in to this communist regime. And they did a regime change in this country, just like other countries have happened to them. We had that happen to us. Voter fraud is real. And you can't even talk to these people. And I'll tell you, out here in California, every time somebody comes here, whether it's legal or not, whether they get a driver's license or ID or any type of state identification, they're registered to vote. Mm-hmm. And then they're harvested. You know, yep. that is voter fraud two times, not just once. So voter fraud is a very big deal in this country. And we have all these major corporations that can figure out, you know, a criminal by a street light, And yet we can't figure out how to run an election. And what that means is, is all these pensions for people that have been dead for 30 years are draining our system. All those social security benefits that we want to have, those things are not being given to us because they've been given to dead people for years that are still voting. Voter fraud is a very serious issue in this country. And yet the nobody wants to talk about it. Every time they throw something out at us, all of us in conservative radio want to jump on it and talk about it. 
voter fraud is what we need to be talking about. We need to drive this home and we need to win the 2022 election and stop this machine. Well, we're not going to win the 2022 election. That's why I played, you know, I could have played a lot of clips from Trump and I played him talking about the election integrity because until we deal with that, it's not going to matter who's on the ticket and we can, my friend Scott Pressler, their persistence is going all around the country right now and he's trying to launch challenges against these Republican rhinos. You know what? Uh, You know, to my knowledge, Governor Governor Kemp in Georgia has he's, that deal that he cooked up with Stacey Abrams is still happening. We don't we we have Democrats jumping on board already at different states, crafting legislation to stop anybody from purging the voter rolls of dead people, purging the voter rolls of illegals. Um, you know, tomorrow there's going to be a, a Supreme Court case, and I didn't have a chance to really get into the weeds of it, Brian, but it has to do with the Civil Rights Act and Section Two of it, and they're going to allege that. Um, some of the things that um, where some state legislators have um, passed some laws to protect the vote, they're going to allege that it violates Section 2 of the Civil Rights Act, which, um, you know, kind of like along the lines of saying, if you want voter ID, you're hurting minorities. And so the left spends all day, every day, thinking about how they can steal the election and, uh, and commit voter fraud. Uh, there was a lawsuit today, I think charges filed, one person got charged with 150 counts of voter fraud. Voter fraud is real. I am sick and dang tired. I've been talking about it for a long time, Brian. I said I was asked by friends of mine and said here on the show, do you think Trump will win? I said it depends on the level of fraud that is taking place. And I am tired of the Republican Party saying that there's just not enough fraud to overturn the election. That's crap. How do you know? You don't know what's happening. You are you monitoring? You know, every time a Republican tells you, well, there is fraud. It's just not enough to overturn the election. You tell them, prove it to me. You prove it to me that it's not enough to change the outcome of election. That's crap. Yeah, they're not looking for it. They, if, if they would look for it, they would know where it is and they'd know how bad it is. They have no desire to do it, and that's why we have to hammer it every day. Voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. Forget all these other topics that they get us distracted with. We have to hammer this thing down or we really are going to be in very serious trouble. Well, we and we also need to be going to our elected officials and say, what are you doing about election fraud, election fraud, election fraud? Have you heard Daryl Issa lately talking about it and any, any legislation that he's trying to pass or anything he's trying to do about the elections? To, or, or how about today we find out that YouTube has censored Rudy, took him down off of suspended his YouTube account for talking about what election fraud you know we had until uh the inst- the day of installation on the 20th we still had time in which the republican party could have done actual hearings and actually hey how here's an idea mike lindell Cindy powell say they've got you know uh, proof on these dominion voter machines how about bringing them in how about bringing in matt ba- brainerd and all these other people how about you know we we haven't had we and there has not been one court and that has had anybody actually uh, come in and present evidence. Nobody wants to deal with it. Nobody wants to deal with it, Brian. And unless it's dealt with, we will never have a free election again in the United States of America. We will. It'll be like California to where we'll have a few token Republicans in seats that mean nothing and it's irrelevant. Um, and and the, the top spot will always be Republican. And, and I think that there will be a recall. But I asked John Cox last week. I said, what are you... And the Republican Party doing to ensure that if the recall goes through, that the election is fair. And he said, well, we had such success with the ballot measures that I think that the election, you know, is on the up and up. That's a Republican. 
I know. And that's why the people have to go down to the registrar voters and do it in their own precinct. And I'm just telling you, if you're going to get on the ballot, you have the right to go down to the registrar voters to the, tomorrow and say, I want to start looking at all these things. And this address can't be mailed to because it doesn't exist. I'm challenging these votes right here. There's ways of doing it. There is a remedy. And again, there is way too many rhinos. And if you ever notice, there's no dinos. We don't have no. any Republicans that kind of go in as a dino. We only have rhinos, and we have way too many of them. And I'm glad that President Trump did not talk about splitting the party as a third-party candidate. I, what we need is we need real people that are very bold in what they're doing. And that's why they went after all these years after President Trump. And now they're saying, oh, there's no way there could be voter fraud. So the only answer to that question is, then, in all these years with all these foreign countries, only President Trump was the one that was worthy enough to have voter fraud occur by a foreign country. I mean, yeah. that's why he has to be so great at putting them back in there. I mean, you have to spew down their arguments, and that's what we have to do every day. Fight Absolutely. voter fraud. You're right, Brian. Thank we you, need Andrew. to be hammering uh-huh. on it all day, every day. Brian, thank you so much for being here. We're going to take a break. When we come back. i got to share with you some stats some stuff going on with these vaccines. And then you can make the decision yourself. As long as you've got the information, then it's it's your call. So come on back. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Some information I wanted to share with you guys uh, from Alex Berenson. He's doing some of the best work on uh, coronavirus and some uh, really concerning, horrifying, if not horrifying. Some new vaccine news. Uh, some net vaccine news. Um, and these all come from something called the VAERS reports, which is, so this is from the CDC and government website. Um, life-threatening side effects in people under 50, many are healthcare workers, uh, which is our baseline young and healthy group. Um, putting aside anaphylaxic blood CV events dominate a lot of PEs and DVTs, a bunch of strokes. Um, also reports more than 60 cases of myocarditis, pericarditis, or STEMI heart attacks. This is notable, he says, because on February 15th, doctors in Israel were told to watch for post-vaccination multi-system inflammation, which often presents as heart attacks. He goes on to say, if you don't think these mRNA vaccines can kill healthy people, um, what are these reports saying? These are working adults, 30 to 60, whose symptoms almost all uh, immediately began almost immediately, who died in some cases within hours. Um, Patient had, quote, patient had second vaccine, went home and started cramping in all of her muscles. Then she started coughing up blood, required intubation, and about six hours later died. Um, He's got on his Twitter feed, um, he says, unfortunately, the COVID vaccine mid-late term miscarriage and stillbirth reports keep coming. And he's even got uh, information on uh, one woman who, um, 20 weeks gestation at the time of the vaccine, she saw the OBG, uh, YN that morning on one twelve twenty one normal exam and fetal heart rate normal anatomy scan on one eight uh, scan on one eight normal uh, screening uh, fetal demise noted at twenty four weeks um, after having the vaccine. 
Um, one woman went into uh, liver failure and uh, because of the vaccine, and they had to try to give her. They were going to try to find a liver don- uh, donor, and she died. Just wow is all I can say. So you know, these reports are out there from our own government. Decision is yours. Now you know at least some of the story. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.